Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 25. Here we are. I'm in, I was going to say in America, but I have no idea where you're from. I'm from America. Welcome to, I'm, I'm in the land of my the Lord, Lord and Savior, Book of Mormon, there's Jesus here at some point or something, I don't know. I used to be Mormon. Hey, let's not talk about that. That was a good time at some point in my life. I actually don't remember it, like, at all. I was baptized, and then I didn't pay any attention to the religion. And, uh, now I just am a guy who does things like talk about video games. Hello. Let's talk about video games. Actually, um, I don't really have a lot of, like, (laughs) continuing the trend of I don't really have a lot of news I want to talk about. And I cannot find my Word document. Here we go. Um, I don't have a lot of news I want to talk about, really, um, per se. But uh, there were a couple of things that caught my eye um, that I got some 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 thoughts on, I guess. Um, so, so I did see that there's actually an Xenoblade Chronicles 2 uh, Direct coming up, Nintendo Direct. So... <laughs> Uh, when it happens isn't really important because the answer is I'm not going to watch it. Um, I think more of what I want to talk about is just how game coverage has gotten very different. I feel like, (laughs) um, I, I feel like at one point it was a lot of, um, getting little bits of information here and there about each game and then just kind of like moving on from that to look at the next game and you know, you, 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 you see that game again and like three months whenever there's more coverage of it but it's not something that you're like getting a lot of information about but these days generally what seems to happen is a game gets announced and it may go away for a while but at least leading up to the game there's a ton of like long content formed around a game not just from like a a um you know youtuber or you know game journalist perspective but like I remember the Xenoblade Chronicles X Direct was like an hour long or something, and I'm just sitting here, and I am I was watching it. This is for Xenoblade Chronicles X, which came out on the Wii U a few years ago or something. I'm just sitting there, I'm just like, this is more information than I could ever want to know about a game before it comes out. And I would say I'm a big, pretty big Monolith Soft fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Bouton Kaito series. Uh, I love the original Xenoblade. Um, I love Disaster Day of Crisis. Uh, all that stuff. Like, Xeno Gears I don't like very much, but I played it after Xenosaga. And Xenosaga 3 I don't like very much. But Xenosaga 1 and 2 are pretty pretty alright. I go back and forth between which one I like more, even though I know most people don't like Xenosaga 2, but I'm, that is my life. I tend to like the things that people don't like, so... Um, but yeah, just like, I'm sitting there, it's like, this is, this is way more information I could ever need to know about this game. And then there's like the Nintendo Treehouse stuff at E3, and I'm sitting there, and it's like, this is like an hour about this video game, and sometimes happening multiple times over and over again. Um, and especially without like, especially with like those, this kind of like publisher pushed content. Uh, streams. It's very difficult to take anyone seriously. It's just like, oh, look how beautiful this is. Oh, look how great those mechanics work together. Oh, look at this. Look how good. Look at that. Oh, man, look at this. And it's like a constant just like, okay, like, 
they're pointing out these things and then sometimes those things are very inconsequential but they're like oh we, we just want to we just want to talk about how great this world is right now and like how amazing this world has come together it's crazy it's amazing it's great and i'm like you have no <laughs> you have no real influence on on what I should be seeing out of this, I guess. It's like I you're you're literally a PR person for this company trying to tell me how great and amazing this this world is. Um and I'm not going to say that they necessarily aren't you know genuine about that stuff, but it's very difficult to tell, you know, what is someone being in, particularly impressed by something and what is someone saying something because they have to because it's sales talk. And then of course, you know, then there's no criticisms of the game because uh, why would you criticize your own video game? You were trying to sell some stuff. So, I don't know. It's I, I don't really like the way a lot of that like publisher-pushed game content has kind of become. Um, and it, it's made it difficult for me to watch a lot of like live streams and stuff um, because a lot of them do seem based around like having PR people. Like the, the Sony live stream is just like a nightmare for that recent like Paris Games Week thing. I guess that's another thing. Like Paris Game Week Games Week had, you know, happened. If you want to know the announcements, you can go look that up. But just like sitting there and listening to those people that are at the podium is just like, oh my God, just please don't sit here and tell me how amazing everything is. Just you know I don't know. Like <laughs> like I, I I I question if those things should even really exist from a like consumer perspective, or rather, should, anyone should really watch them because, like, what what are you gaining out of watching that? I mean, I guess I guess you know if you had like an IGN stream or something like that, or you know Giant Bomb or whatever, you know whoever you watch, even no, no matter how how corrupt you think they are, like they're in the end they are more disconnected from that company than than say a you know. Bethesda's PR people are from Bethesda games uh but you might not have as many like big announcements happening on those kind of streams where the Sony one's like oh we have uh six game announcements in the pre-show alone and so that really becomes like a part of the show I guess it's just not as well produced and more you know stream kind of like a streaming thing of just like oh let's Let's talk about these amazing games we have with everything that's amazing about them. Oh, I'm so amazed about all of this. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, enjoy what you want. Uh, I'm just a dummy, and uh, I question everything, and and it's it's hard. It's really hard. Like, you can... You can have like the best heart, and like you could really be like seriously like, oh man, I freaking love what Xenoblade Chronicles Two is, and I work at this company. It's great because I get to tell everybody how I freaking love Xenoblade Chronicles Two. But if you work at that company, I'm gonna have a really hard time listening to you about that stuff. Um, admittedly, I have a really hard time listening to people about a lot of stuff. <laughs> as is, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about like, oh man. I can't wait to talk about Nier Automata at Game of the Year time. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nier Automata is, uh... oh, man. I'm, I'm not going to argue that Nier Automata shouldn't be a Game of the Year game. Um, you know, you can do whatever you want with that. Uh, but... To me, like, I wouldn't even say Nier Automata is a bad game. It's just, it does everything worse than the last Nier, pretty much. Not everything, but 
most things it does are worse than the original Nier somehow. I'm amazed people like Automata as much as they do. Well, I'm not really amazed. Like, I think what I think Nier answers more questions than Automata does, and by 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 that extension, Automata gets a lot more attention because, like, oh, look how deep this is because it doesn't answer these questions. So it can be as deep as I want it to be because my brain can go as far as I want to go. Where if a game gives you an answer, you know, it only goes as deep as the game itself presents to you. Um, yep. Prepare for ongoing near Automata commentary as people continue to talk about it. <laughs> I I hope I hope the next Yoko Taro game is a game I like, but I have my doubts. Okay. Um, that's enough about video game people and people that I don't agree opinions with. You should have your own opinion about everything. Um, I do, I feel like. I generally try to. Admittedly, I would say I, I, I probably rely a lot on um, reading other people's opinion on more mainstream games now. I kind of got out of the point where I'd play that many mainstream games, usually. Um, I definitely want to play them more. It's just, at some point, I have to figure out where I want to put my time. And I would rather be playing more interesting things that I don't know a lot about versus games that are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, I'm enjoying Mario Odyssey, but I kind of regret it because it's like, oh, yes, this is, this is that. Um, it's definitely, you know, it has its own unique twist on a 3D Mario game. But at the end of the day, it's still that, it's still a 3D Mario game. Um, and I think Galaxy fits my personal tastes a bit better as is but um yeah uh final fantasy 11 15th anniversary this this year i believe i saw some people talking about the uh anniversary of it showing up in final fantasy 14 um which covers some of the uh, it has like some uh some of the characters from the end of the story in final fantasy 11 because final fantasy 11 has an ending um and i forget what it's called the rhapsodies of anadil maybe um and so there's like a tie-in thing in Final Fantasy XIV because Final Fantasy XIV is very open about that kind of stuff. Um, but I guess uh, what what that really reminded me is that you know we're still waiting for that um, Final Fantasy XI uh, Nexon M mobile MMO game. Um, it's a little confusing, but a few years back I think now, or maybe two years, I don't know how long it's been. Um, Square Enix announced some mobile initiatives for Final Fantasy XI. They announced Final Fantasy Grandmasters, and they announced the actual Final Fantasy XI, uh, more of a more traditional recreation of Final Fantasy XI for mobile. Grandmasters came out, but it only came out in Japan. And I, I wrote an article about it. I'll link it just in case it's been a while. Um, I would kind of recommend skipping the beginning of the article. I spent a lot of time gushing over Final Fantasy XI, and it really didn't need to be there. I That's my biggest regret with that article, is that I spent so much time talking about Final Fantasy XI. Um, but, I mean, if you don't know what Final Fantasy XI is, it gives you some context for, you know, what 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 made that game special at the time for a lot of people, including myself, because I played it in, like, 2005 and before. But, uh, and then there's also this other one, which is more of a, like, I think it's running on, like, Unreal Engine 4, and it's more of, like, a fully 3D MMO, uh, experience for Final Fantasy XI. And they haven't really showed much of it. Uh, they've showed a handful of screenshots at one point of, I think, Windurst and, like, a Tarutaru, uh, going around. 
Um, and then recently, Nexon had like a investors meeting where they're like, yep, Final Fantasy XI is moving up to like a high priority item for our mobile, um, our mobile games. Um, it's it, it was scheduled to come out this year. I'm guessing it's probably not going to come out this year. Um, but I, I don't know. I guess I don't know what the release cycle of mobile games are usually. If they show up one week and then are out the next week or something like that. But I was wondering with the 15th anniversary of Final Fantasy XI showing up, if we're finally going to see something um, with that game. Which, mobile MMOs are a very curious thing. I haven't spent a lot of time with them, unfortunately. Um, the time commitment an MMO generally takes seems crazy for a phone. But the, the kind of everyday nature of an MMO, like, you know if you get deep into an MMO, you kind of want to be logging in every day to do stuff. Um, I think that fits super well with phones. Um, if someone has like a recommendation of like a mobile MMO, that's like a good, a good bar. I would be curious to see it. Cause I, I really don't have a, a great context for mobile MMOs outside of my time with grandmasters, which I thought was a, a nice recreation of final fantasy 11 and sub to some extent. Um, but it didn't actually, um, well, it's only in Japan. Japan and I lost access because I was, I was running it on a phone emulator and and then the phone emulator got blocked out from logging into the game. So, joy to the world. Piracy has come to the end. I mean, it's like a free-to-play game though, so I was going to spend money anyways. Or I would have spent money probably. At some point, I probably would have spent money if I still had access, to be honest, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and argue about you know, legality, that stuff. I'm sure you could do some nasty things using an emulator that might mess it up for other players or something like that. I would not be surprised. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm, I'm excited for that. Looking forward to seeing what Final Fantasy XI Mobile ends up being. Um, but hey, it may not come, we may not see anything this year or it might not come out at all. Square Enix, Square Enix is very uh, finicky with their mobile stuff. They'll put a lot of stuff out and then cancel it quickly if they need to. Um, so that's why I don't have a lot of confidence that either Final Fantasy XI mobile game will be around for super long. But we'll see. Um, I also don't have confidence that Final Fantasy XI will be around very long anymore. So <laughs> if you want to play Final Fantasy XI, um, I'm, I'm, maybe the word now isn't the time is or now is the time is not a good term, but uh. You might be getting up to your last chance. I'm very curious about what they'll do. Because I imagine, like, if you're Square Enix, you don't want a mainline Final Fantasy game to no longer be playable. Um, and I know people sort of like, oh, well, it's Final Fantasy Online. It's not really a Final Fantasy mainline game. It's like, sure, or whatever. Um, I think that game is plenty deserving of the 11 title. Uh, but I know that most people don't agree, and also, everybody who played Final Fantasy XI seems to have loved Final Fantasy XI, so there's not really much opinion in between people hating it or, or being disinterested in it. Let's move on, because I've spent a lot of time on this topic, and I want to get to my favorite part of this podcast, the fortune cookie part. Uh, so let's open that cookie. I don't know if I want to talk about this game. <laughs> I will, though. Um, Harvest Moon 64 is a video game on Nintendo 64 that I've never beat. Um, I bought it. I forgot what. I actually traded some games in to get it. I forget what it was. Oh, shoot. I can't remember. I think it was like Bomberman Act Zero and um, something else with it. Maybe Wario Land 3. 
uh it was my brief brief dance with trading in games i i don't like doing that there's i've maybe traded in 10 games over my entire life and they were all mistakes um but hey you know you're a kid and you're trying to figure out what you're doing and then you get harvestman 64 and you you kind of regret it <laughs> um you gotta be in a very specific mood to enjoy Harvest Moon, and um, I don't know if I have really a ton to say about Harvest Moon 64. It's, I mean, it, 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 probably the same thing I have to say about any Harvest Moon game. It's a lot of, a lot of time and patience, and um, I feel like those early Harvest Moon games, it can be difficult to get the feeling of every day being different. Um, it's it's a lot of doing the same thing every day. And then like, there might be a festival that happened in my memory. For some reason, I recall not being able to attend any of the festivals and I can't remember why it's been a long time since I played Harvest Moon 64. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the aesthetic is kind of interesting. It's kind of those like clay models and stuff that are re-rendered into 2D, kind of like Donkey Kong Country. Um, I don't think you saw a ton of that on Nintendo 64. I think maybe Clay Fighters. Maybe there was a lot of that. I don't remember. Huh. Um, but really, I spent most of my time with Harvest Moon A Wonderful Life, so it's really hard for me to say too much about Harvest Moon 64. Those games take a ton of dedication to beat, though, and I don't know if I have it in me to ever beat Harvest Moon 64. Um, I think one of the things, and this may be, I'll say this because it may be true for the Harvest Moon series as a whole, um, but this is more about Unwonderful Life. Um, it's really interesting to see how the world evolves every year in that game. Um, and I don't necessarily mean that year by year, I should say. Um, year by year, you don't really notice the changes that happen in A Wonderful Life. Um, but when you think about it within a 10-year context, um, or however long, I don't remember how long, how many years it is, but over multiple years, um, a lot happens, and the village changes a lot in that time. Um, you know, people moving in and out, um, people dying, uh, people growing up. Um, and I think that is a fantastic way to represent life. Um, and how, how yeah, year by year, very little changes sometimes, not all the time, but you know, depends on who you are, what you're doing. Uh, but if you look at it within a 10 year context, um, a lot happens. Um, and I think Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life specifically at least, uh, does a real good job of showing that when you finish the game. Uh, the problem is getting there. <laughs> if you don't like the actual day-to-day -day grind of Harvest Moon, it's hard to get through that. I spent a lot of time grinding away at A Wonderful Life, and um, I assume Harvest Moon 64 would be the same. I would need to spend a lot of time on that. Um but it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating recreation of life in some in some ways. Um, yeah, I think I think that's maybe the biggest thing to take away from Harvest Moon sixty four. I really didn't play that version enough. I just kind of regretted getting it. I was I was young at the time when I got it. I, I think GameCube still wasn't even out, or maybe it was. It had just come out or something. Um, 
And I was very hesitant to pick up A Wonderful Life because of Harvest Moon 64. Um, I don't know what changed my opinion, to be honest, on picking up A Wonderful Life. Uh, maybe, maybe there's just, maybe just the actual graphics, you know, looked a lot better and, uh, I felt like there's a better sense of the world um, when you're playing that game. Uh, but I, I those are really the two only Harvest Moons I ever spent much time with. Um, and I, I sometimes desire to go back to Harvest Moon. Uh, I know there's stuff like Stardew Valley out and then, what's that, Frontier? Front, something Frontier? I think that's also the Harvest Moon Dollars. Like, I think it's like has some combat stuff in it. It's been a while. Shoot, I can't remember the name. Anyways, I guess that's all I'm going to say about that. And so I guess that's it for this week. Um, I put out a uh, Peach Beach Splash review. Uh, I apologize for the title. I was so I was thinking I was trying to think of like the best title to sum up what Peach Beach Splash is, and I'm like. A, the game uh, takes place like in like a summer setting, which is really nice, although there's like a snowy castle level. Um, also, you know, everyone's shooting water guns, so there's a lot of like this water theme around everything. Like, you know, getting when you shoot your, your partners and stuff, you get like uh, super soaked or whatever it's called, or like soaking wet or something like that. And you have like infinite water and stuff. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to emphasize was just how... Um, um small the competitive scene seemed to be um and and how difficult it can be to get a game and i wanted to sum all that up in a title and so i came up with three words and they're a very <laughs> lewd and inappropriate set of words when put together <laughs> um, but i couldn't think of a better way to express that for a title and so i did it i i I would say I don't regret it. Sometimes I regret it, but uh, at least it made me laugh. I think it made some other people laugh too, so hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so just go to my blog. It's like on my blog right now. Uh, Kigura, Peach Beach Splash. Uh, I hope I play some more. I'm I'm looking forward to it. There's still some single player stuff I can grind out in terms of like getting uh, some some extra memorial medals to get special cards. Uh, and then, you know, it's a collectible card game in a lot of ways in terms of, like, your skills. You're, you're, you're opening card packs and getting cards. Um, so there's always going to be something to fight, probably. Um, at least, well, as, as long as I'm playing it, I highly doubt I'll ever get enough cards to max out uh, my collection or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, I also am working on a video that, well, I, I should start work on a video, I should say. There's a shorter one and a longer one. I'm not sure which one I'm going to put forward. If I work on the longer one first, it won't, probably won't be ready by this week. If I work on the shorter one, it might be ready by this week. I'm not sure how the pacing's going to work. Um, I'll try to have something up on Thursday, but um, we'll see. I have an article in the backlog that I might push forward as well. Um, if that is something that I need. So, yeah. That's going to be it for this week. Thank you guys for listening again. And uh, enjoy, enjoy your week. I said this week. Enjoy this week. Enjoy it. Ah. Uh...